I like to say, what are you making right now? What are you bringing home in your paycheck every two weeks? And I'll do the math and I'll calculate it out and divide it by 12 and say, this is what you're bringing in. If we can get this much money in the door for you in retirement, can you live comfortably? It's time to retire with confidence. Welcome to Unlocking Your Financial Future with financial advisor, Ben Schrock. On our last episode, we talked about people that maybe have doubts about their retirement, whether or not they're going to be able to retire. But through the planning process, they're able to find out that, hey, this is actually realistic and that can happen sooner than me maybe even think or ever believed. Today, we're going to talk about kind of how you can understand and kind of where you stand and how you can have that confidence by hitting certain milestones along the way that'll tell you, hey, you're ready for retirement. We're going to reference a recent USA Today article that outlined these four milestones, and we're going to let Ben kind of tell us why these, why these milestones are important and what they mean towards retirement. So let me welcome in Ben Schrock, the owner and financial advisor at BA Schrock Financial Group, serving uh, the Cleveland and Akron area, their office, their new office there in Wadsworth. Ben, how's everything going? Everything's going well. I wish I could say I'm recording from our new podcast room, <laughs> but we had some technical difficulties and had to move it back into Linda's office for the time being, but we're going to get it fixed and up and running soon enough. Yeah, you're going to have like a small dedicated space for the podcast, right? We do, yeah. And the way our office is designed, it's uh, we have uh, probably, I don't know, six, seven big windows in the front of the office. And it's a really long office. It's like 40 feet wide by 100 foot long. So, And it's all on one level. And the front has all these windows up, up front and, and uh, the podcast room's right in the front. Uh, left side of the building. So I'm, I'm sure there are people walking on the sidewalk wondering what the heck I'm doing, <laughs> talking into a microphone. No one's uh, next to me. So <laughs> going to be a local celebrity around there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to make sure you decorate that, that room pretty nicely then. Okay. Yep, absolutely. Some nice stuff hanging on the wall. Oh, that's cool. Well, good luck. Uh, hopefully next time we speak, you'll be set up in the, in the room and, and up and running. Yeah, but we'll look forward to that. Uh, let me remind you, if you haven't joined the podcast before, a couple ways you can find us. You can connect online, bashrock-fg.com. Not only are you going to have all the resources that Ben and his team offer you there, you also have every podcast archived on the website as well. So you can go back and listen to any topic that, that you're curious about. We covered a lot so far, and we'll continue to do that. But they're all archived there. But also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen, Hit subscribe there as well. Every week, got a new episode, and you'll have it delivered right to you. And today, we're talking about the four milestones that say you are ready for retirement. There was a recent USA Today article, and I'll, I'll try to link that in our show notes so you can uh, you can see it yourself. We're going to run through it today and talk about those four financial milestones that indicate, or sh- at least should indicate, that you're ready for retirement if you're hitting them. So let's run through these. Ben, I'm going to lay out uh, each four of them, and, and you explain to me why they are important and what they actually tell you about, about your financial status, I guess. The first one is you can budget confidently. And this one seems pretty obvious to me, but explain why that's important. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the first things we ask um, through our planning process is, you know, what do you want or what do you need uh, per month to live your life comfortably? And if you don't really know that or don't um, have a budget or, I mean, because not everyone has a budget per se, Ben. So like they may say, well, I never really keep track of it. So then we kind of got to work and pull some stuff out of them. But um, knowing that right number uh, of what you're spending per month, if you know that number, then you kind of have a budget essentially. I mean, you don't have the all spelled out in the, in the great details, but you know at least what you're spending in per month. So you know how much money you need to be generating on the back end if you're, especially in retirement. So I think knowing that number is crucial because then once you know that, then you can figure out, have I saved enough to get there or to generate enough income from my all the other sources that I have coming in to accomplish and meet that monthly obligation. 
So when you set that budget, I mean, a big part of that meeting the budget, I mean, you could set the budget. It's, I guess, following a budget is the tough part for a lot of people. But the key aspect of that is actually having control over what you're spending and actually looking at what you're, what's, what's going out and making sure that all these things are necessary. Right. And I, and I think honestly, the time that we're in with all this COVID stuff going on, I think people are starting to realize, hey, you know what, I don't need to go out to eat maybe three times a week, or we can kind of get by with doing a little bit less um, and being maybe a little bit more fiscally responsible, especially in retirement um, when we're kind of forced at home right now. So I think it's kind of a cool uh, time period uh, right now that, that we can almost have a, a mirror check or gut check to say, oh, do I really need to be doing this or do I really need to be spending this or buying that? So you can really kind of work on that budget uh, given the time that we're in right now. And I would imagine with that, this part uh, is, is so important because you know once you get into retirement, you kind of have everything set up in terms of what you need to be spending, right? And, and, and kind of what your budget should be. So if you're not able to actually rein yourself in when you want to go out and make a purchase, then maybe you should kind of get a better control of that. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, for the, the clients that we meet or prospective clients we meet that really don't have a budget or don't know that number, we, again, we have budget sheets that we can have them go work out. And it's only as good as the person that is filling it out and how honest they want to be to themselves. You know, I'm not uh, going to be, I'm not giving homework. I'm not a teacher or a babysitter. I'm not going to say, you know, you need to give me all this information that I'm going to see and prove it to me on your bank statement. And I'm not going to um, do it that way. We're going to trust that our client's giving us the right information because um, there's a lot of a great deal of trust in our business both ways. So um, for those that do struggle with that, though, I kind of ask them if they're still working. I like to say, what are you making right now? What are you bringing home in your paycheck every two weeks? And I'll do the math and I'll calculate it out and divide it by 12 and say, this is what you're bringing in. If we can get this much money in the door for you in retirement, can you live comfortably? And a lot of the times the answer is yes, you know, and say, well, in fact, we're actually saving more than this, or they go into a little bit more elaboration on that. So we have, uh, through the years of being in the business, we have unique ways of pulling that information out of people that really don't, ha- haven't really had a set budget or a budget in mind, basically. Well, the next milestone that says you might be ready for retirement is uh, actually setting up and, and, and having an emergency fund. And I think a lot of people, maybe if they haven't prioritized this uh, over the last couple of years, and maybe done so even more now. Uh, and a lot of people that had emergency fund have been spending that out now. But why is it so important to have this emergency fund in place as you head into retirement? Yeah, I mean, uh, again, going back to the COVID reference from the previous one, this this uh, whole p- time period that we're experiencing right now is, is telling us exactly that. I mean, especially if you're working and you're unfortunate and, and were laid off during this time frame, you needed that emergency fund to kind of bridge that gap and pay some bills. Um, and same thing goes in retirement. I mean, there's a lot of unforeseen uh, circumstances that happen. You know, one that we just experienced, again, with the market going down significantly. If you don't have to pull money out of the market and to live your life and we can pad uh, our income from our savings account and maybe pull some money from there, that's a great way to, to bridge that gap. Or, um, you know, the furnace breaks, the roof blows off, whatever the case may be where you need to go dump a, a chunk of money in, into a home project or something along those lines, you have that emergency fund that you can get into. Um, and oh yeah, by the way, that emergency fund is most likely a savings account, which has already been taxed. So that money's after tax. You're not going to go and turn and tap into your IRA or your 401k. That is all pre-tax. So um, it's very beneficial to have a, a good savings account. Um, and I, again, I get the question all the time, well, how much should I have? 
Um, and there's rules of thumb out there, six months earnings, six months budget, whatever you want to say, um, one year. You can do whatever you want. I like to put it back on the client and ask them, what are you comfortable with? You know, what is that set number that you feel good with? And again, I'll kind of give some guidance in there if, if I feel like it's too high or too low. Um, but I, I like them to tell me that that number because they have a good idea usually in their mind what they feel is, is a good number for emergency savings. Yeah, I like that approach. Yeah, because you always hear different opinions on three months, six months, 12 months, 18 months. I mean, everybody kind of has that number, but ultimately, where do you feel comfortable? Uh, that's a great way to approach it. Uh, the last milestone from this USA Today article on getting ready for retirement was having no revolving debt. How realistic has that been for, for a lot of your clients and what exactly does that mean? Yeah, I mean, the, the most common form of revolving debts can be your credit card stuff. So uh, for the most part, I would say, boy, to give a percentage, I'd say over 90% of our clients don't have any revolving debt. And, you know, a lot, but probably 100% of my clients have credit cards, but they'll use them for points, for you know travel awards, whatever you want to call it. They're going to uh, charge most of their expenses on a credit card, pay that thing off every month, get some points or some cash back from it, um, and continue to do that every single month. So credit cards are like anything. I mean, like uh, it's the worst kind of debt, in my opinion, because it can get out of control really quickly. So it kind of goes back to you know steps one and two, budgeting and having uh, control of, of what you're spending. If you're not in control of that or if you're losing control of what you're spending on, a lot of times we see that uh, coincide with the um, credit card debts being too high. So it's something that we never really want to go into retirement with high credit card debt because a lot of times people try to go in completely debt-free or they, they want to look and say, how can I pay this whole credit card off? And again, there's where we get into, do we have enough money in emergency savings or are we going to pull it from a retirement fund and pay taxes on that money and, and lessen the, the the portfolio going to work for you? So it's very, I'm, I'm kind of rambling on it because it is such a, a, a broad topic, but it is something that we are, are very um, keen on getting rid of or getting under control as much as possible. Gotcha. Well, you look at these four and these are very kind of generic guidelines to kind of follow. And obviously everybody's situation is going to be different just because you meet all four of these milestones doesn't mean you're ready for retirement and you might not meet them all and you are ready for retirement. But how much truth can you put into this? I mean, if you're meeting these four milestones, how good a shape are you in heading into retirement? I think you're actually in really good shape. If you can kind of control those four things, I think those are definitely going to be important stuff. Um, I mean, there's a lot more that goes into that conversation, but I think that does a really good job of, of casting the broad net and saying, okay, this covers a lot of different topics. And it kind of like, like as I've gone through each topic, it leads you into the next one, or, or you can see how I kind of rambled on there. Cause as you start thinking about all those different um, items we discussed, it uncovers more different circumstances. So I think that's a good guideline. I think um, the, the behavioral financial advisor in me comes out a little bit saying, you know, those are just kind of the statistical datas and, and things of that nature. I like to always go back to the mindset shift too. Are you personally ready. <laughs> you know, that, that didn't come up at all in those four or in that article, but are right. you mentally ready to retire? Are you mentally ready to stop working if you, you've been working for 30, 40 years? Are you ready to not go to work? I don't know. <laughs> that's a tough one to answer. Yeah, there's a lot more to it. And that's why Ben uses his lock process to make sure you're retiring with confidence. And you know, these four milestones are a big part of it, but there's a lot more that goes into that decision. 
And that's what he's there to help you with. And that's why you work with an advisor to make sure you're, you're in a place of confidence and, and can feel good about heading into retirement. But these four milestones are a great place to start. And I'll, I'll try to link that in our show notes. So if you want to look at that USA Today article and read more about it, you can do so online at bashrock-fg.com or whatever podcasting app you're listening on. Just open it up, check out the show notes there as well. Well, Ben, we'll wrap it up on that note. Uh, hopefully everybody is uh, following these milestones or at least getting close to hitting these milestones. But I think overall, good general guidance for somebody thinking about retirement. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through B.A. Schrock Wealth Management, Inc. and A.E. Wealth Management, LLC. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management and A.E. Wealth Management are not affiliated companies. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. BA Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This podcast is a paid placement. It is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice to designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation.